Okay, so this morning I want to start a series. We're going to want to speak about this, this basically this term. We're going to speak about multiplying, and uh, it's a it's a theme that's been on my heart for a while. And uh, Holy Spirit has really laid this on my heart. Oh, let me just read another cool story. I do like stories. Uh, most of us would know that there's quite a bit of action on our university campuses uh, across the country. And many of our shofar churches are on these campuses and they've been praying and, and fasting and trusting God to bring order and uh, to deliver them from this, yeah, just a lot of chaos. Um, and so uh, at the Stellenbosch University, there's also been, been tensions and things. And then recently, um, one of our pastors sent this message via WhatsApp this morning. And she shared a testimony. She said, we really serve a great and mighty God. And I simply have to share my experience of two nights ago with you. As you are aware, it's an unstable time at Stellenbosch University. Thursday evening, I studied until about 12.30. And when I entered my room, it smelled like petrol. I went to sniff at other windows and concluded that I'm just being paranoid. So I went to bed. A half hour later, I was teary. And my heart was uneasy, and I believe that is how the Holy Spirit spoke to me. I phoned campus security and asked them to come and check that everything is in order. Ten minutes later, there were several police vehicles, investigators. And an hour later, they found six bottles of petrol, matches and paper underneath a car at my res. It is impossible I could have smelled this petrol all the way to my room window. God's love covers us, and He protects His children. It just shows the power of prayer. And that our God lives. Amen. This whole week, everyone has been praying. Our campus is so calm. We must keep on praying, put our trust in God. He is so good for us. Amen. For me, it was just so encouraging to hear. You know, the Lord answers prayer. And, and that's stirring in my heart as well. You know, just to, to, to really up our prayer levels. Personally, I've been praying a lot more and uh, spending some time with God. Okay, but I'll connect it now with multiply. So, our kingdom mandate is to multiply. Kingdom mandate means the, the, the command of the king. The king has given a decree. Multiply. 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 The great commission, the heart of the great commission is go into all the earth and make disciples. Multiply. Teach them what I commanded you guys. May they be like I have taught you, multiply. Say multiply. And uh, for me, a beautiful picture of multiplication is a seed. So we have an apple here. And uh, in this apple, there are seeds. Little black, brown seeds. And if you take a seed, an apple seed, and you put that apple seed in the soil... And you add a bit of water, and you put it in good soil, and you add some sunlight as well over time, you create the right ingredients or add the right ingredients, then something's going to happen. That seed's going to germinate, gonna, roots are going to go down, stem's going to go up over time, you know, branches, leaves, etc. And as it matures, it will carry these little ones and be a big blessing. To people, but within this, in the fruit, there's also seeds. 
And then those seeds will, will be spread again, and then more trees will come up. And for me, that is what multiplication speaks about. Multiply, it's, it's a seed. But in this case, it's an apple seed. If you plant an apple seed, what's going to come up? Apple tree, not orange tree. <laughs> you know, you won't have oranges. You're going to have an apple tree because that's the, the, the DNA of the seed. Think about this, this little seed, this little biological, God-created biological machine. It's designed, if you add the right ingredients, it's going to build according to this blueprint. It has the blueprint within it. It has an apple tree blueprint, and it's going to draw up the ingredients the, out, of this, the, out, out of the soil, and it's going to take sun energy and convert it into usable energy. But it's in the blueprint. It's designed by God. It's a, you know, all of life has been designed to multiply. So if you plant the apple seed, now remember the word of God is like a seed. The word of God is a seed that is planted in our hearts. And if it's planted in the right environment, in the right soil, and you add the right ingredients, it's going to grow. And it's going to multiply again and again. So if you plant the seed, you're going to have an apple tree. My question, is it an apple tree, even though it has no apples? Let's say before it has apples. Is it an apple tree? Yes. It is an apple tree. Yeah, for many of us, we look at ourselves and we think, man, I'm not carrying the right fruit yet. I'm not an apple tree. I'm not really a Christian. I'm not really a saint I'm a really full of God. I'm, 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 a, I'm a substandard Christian. Or maybe some of us here, you're not even a Christian yet. But in the DNA you designed, you, if you're a believer here this morning, if you're a Christian, you have it in your DNA to bear fruit, to grow to maturity and to bear fruit and to multiply. And that is what God wants to do in every one of our lives. He wants multiplication. He wants us to multiply. He's not called you and me to come to church, sit in a nice white chair, and go home. That's not it. He's, come us, he's called us to be equipped so that we can grow, so that we can bear fruit, so that we can multiply. And so he wants his word, the word of God, to go forth into our hearts. Into good soil. And so we're going to speak about the good soil over the, over the next few weeks. Good soil. What? And I've been asking this question to myself. God, what is the, the right environment? What do we need? What are the ingredients to cause the people of God to multiply? No, not a crowd. Not to add 10% in terms of numbers to grow a crowd. God, no. How can we create an environment where every believer can grow to maturity, to bear fruit, and to multiply themselves? I want to answer that question. We want to answer that question over the next five, six weeks. So that every one of us can grow to maturity and start begin to multiply. But it begins with you need to believe. You believe if you are a believer here this morning, you need to believe you have, you've got this in you. I've, I've been designed for this. I'm an apple tree. I'm going to bear apples. That's just how it works. 
No, I don't have all the knowledge. No, I don't have a theological degree. But I have the DNA of the Word of God on the inside of me. So I'm going to grow. I'm going to go grow. I'm going to bear fruit. And I'm going to multiply the Word of God into the lives of others. That's God's heart. Imagine that for a moment of every one of us, if this would happen in our lives. You grow to maturity. You bear much fruit. And you multiply. And then you begin again. And you continue to grow. And you bear fruit. And you multiply. If every one of us does this, you'd see the kingdom of God come. We'd see lives transformed. We'd see testimony upon testimony of people saying, um, no, 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 not Pastor Andre. When, when Kuba walked this road with me, my life was transformed. When Linda shared that word with me at school, it's like the lights came on and everything changed. When Slim there in Queenstown moved around there sharing in the block of flats there with his neighbors, praying for them, taking the gap, sharing the good word of God with them. And then three, four years later, maybe just one guy, maybe just one young man that committed his life to God would get up and say, well, I've now shared that same word with 30 other people. And they've all come to Christ and grown to maturity. What if every one of us would have a story? Not of the pastor doing something, about, but the word of God through you doing something. That's what we want to get to. So what are the ingredients? What do we need to see multiplication? What do we need to see? I want to just read this verse, Genesis 1.28, the original mandate. Then God blessed them. Say blessed. He blessed them and he said, God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and, and subdue it. So that's what has happened. Mankind has filled the earth, but not always with great stuff. Not always good things. Sometimes wars and, and a whole bunch of bad things. But God has called us the new nation, the new generation. He set apart people to be a blessing to all nations, to be a blessing to our city, to be a blessing to our community. He says, be fruitful. I've blessed you. Be fruitful and multiply. Say multiply. He wants us to multiply. He wants us to have an impact on those around us. And so if you think about Jesus, you know, he came with this kingdom message and he was just one man. But over time, he had these other 12 guys and he gave them the word of the Lord. He imparted, he invested in them the seed, the word, the living word. Then Jesus ascended into heaven and there was another 120 in an upper room. And then the right conditions. Holy Spirit was poured out. Holy Spirit was poured out. And suddenly these believers grew to maturity, bear much fruit, much fruit and, and they became thousands. Thousands of people were impacted. It's like the rain from heaven came. The seed germinated and multiplied. That's what God wants to do in our lives. He wants us to, to grow. So we're going to look at this parable over the next few weeks. I'm just going to touch on it quickly. Matthew 13, 23. It says, it speaks about the seed again of the different soils. It says, but he received seed 
and the good ground, on the good ground, is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces, bears fruit and produces, multiplies, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Do you see it there? This is the nature of the kingdom of God. Multiply. Multiply. Good soil. Receive the word. Understand the word. It's like the lights come on. Bear fruit. Multiply. Let's say it. I'm going to multiply. And if you're not married, you're not allowed to do it physically. That's my pastor's role. I need to say this. Someone needs to. Okay, so multiplication must be in the right environment. Okay, so now, now I want to take us now to, to an Old Testament verse, and I want to start this off. I believe this is the key to lay the foundation, the platform, to create an environment where true multiplication can happen. Malachi 4, verse 5 to 6. Old Testament prophetic word that speaks of what is going to be, and I believe this is now. This is now the time. This is the season, the era that we are in. It says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. So Elijah the prophet. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. So he's saying, I will send you Elijah. But in the context, it doesn't make sense that it's just a person. I believe there's... It's the spirit of Elijah, the Holy Spirit that will come, the Holy Spirit that will move upon the hearts of fathers and, will, and the Holy Spirit that will move upon the hearts of children and their hearts will turn to one another. And then, if that does not happen, the earth will be striked with a curse. But the Lord has said, I have blessed you. Multiply. I've blessed you, so multiply. But if you want to multiply, something needs to happen in our hearts. And I believe multiplication begins in the heart. A shift in the heart. A turning of our hearts. A turning of our hearts. A, we need to catch the heart of Father God. And when we catch the heart of Father God, our hearts will turn to the children. And I'm not talking about physical children only. Obviously, yes, you can apply it in a, in a, in a, in a normal family. I primarily want to apply it in a spiritual context. And when the Holy Spirit comes upon the hearts of the children, the children's hearts will turn to the more mature believers. The children's hearts will, instead of just rebellion and uh, stuff, I need no one, I'm going to do my own thing, goodbye, cheers, see you later, speak to the hand, who do you think you are? Um, attitude, it's like, hey, I'm here to learn, I'm here to grow. I want to be part of church family. I want to be part of a spiritual family so I can become everything God has called me to be. So in the coming weeks, I'm going to touch on, 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 on the heart of the sons or the children. But this morning, I just want to focus, just zoom in quickly on the heart of the father. The heart of the father. You see, there's a, I, I was reading some stats just on, on, a, on a natural level. The results of families, physical families, without a dad and the results of that. They say we've got a fatherless epidemic. Look at some of the stats there. Absent fathers. The result is 
the children are, it's, they are four times more likely to live in poverty. They are ten times more likely to abuse chemical substances. They are twice as likely to commit suicide. They are nine times more likely to drop out of school. They are eleven times more likely to have violent behavior when there are no dad, when there's no dad. And in some cases you could have, or many cases you can have a dad that's physically there, but he's absent in his heart. He's absent in, on the inside. So it's almost as if dad isn't really there. So we have a fatherless epidemic in society. And for me, that is like I will strike the earth with a curse. But let's pull that through to the spiritual side of things. Isn't it the same in the church world? God's family? I believe there's a lack of fathers. And, and it's confirmed with a scripture by the Apostle Paul. Where he says in 1 Corinthians 4.15, For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel. Therefore I urge you, imitate me. So he says, there's, there's not a lot of fathers. And I believe there's something about being a father. It's not about gender now. This is about a heart attitude. The father's heart imparted to our hearts. It's not about male or female. Okay, so when I say father, it can be mother as well. But we see the results on the previous slide of all these, this like this epidemic of fatherlessness. So I asked this question to myself, why would a father, why would a dad, a physical dad in the family, why would he walk away? Why would a dad walk away? Well, I think I can think of many reasons. Maybe he's just irresponsible. Maybe the, the marriage is broken, and so obviously there's no space in the house anymore. Maybe, maybe he's just a broken man. Maybe he's just a broken man. I think that might be, for me, the thing that stands out. There are so many broken people, so many broken parents, so many broken dads, and broken people break people. Would you agree? If your parents maybe disappointed you, if your parents maybe wounded you, might I put this to you that maybe they were just broken themselves. Broken people break people. Wounded people wound people. So we need to get healed up. I believe this is part of the challenge for you and me to become a father in the kingdom, to become parents in the kingdom of God. We need to get healed up. We need to get restored. We need to get free from our stuff so that we can not just cope, but love, care, look after others. But why would a dad walk away? Often because there's brokenness in their lives, brokenness in their hearts. So I want to touch on a few things. Just what are the key elements to become a true father, a true mentor, a true spiritual parent? You can apply it on the natural level as well. But what would it take for you and me to come to maturity and bear fruit and reproduce spiritual sons and daughters of God? Okay, so there's a few things. The first one. As that scripture has said in Malachi, the hearts of the fathers need to turn to the sons. Now, I've been over the last six months, 
nine months, ten months, maybe from last year especially, I've been walking a road with individuals. Like someone that would come to Christ, and then I would walk a road with them. Guys coming out of drug backgrounds or just messed up backgrounds. And I really felt like a dad. You know, the scenario, dad, uh, your son is 18 years old. You've given him the keys. He's going out with his friends for the night, Saturday night. I've not been there yet, but I can imagine. Lord Jesus, protect my son. May he not do oh, all the hundreds of foolish things I did when I was 18. <laughs> it's a miracle. I'm alive. So I can, you know, that your, your heart's like, God, bring my son back safely tonight. And I've been feeling like that with some of the guys that have, that, have, that, have, that have come from really, really broken backgrounds. And I've led them to Jesus. And I've walked the road with them. I've spent time with them. And, and now I know, God, I need a miracle here. I don't know if they're going to make it. You know, it's, it's not just, it's like, it, it's, it's bad out there. It's really challenging out there. There's so many temptations, so many things that could draw them away. So I would spend so many hours praying, God, pray for that one. Lord, I pray for that one. God, I bring, I bring his name before you. God, I pray that you, I don't know, God, only you can in the end bring him through. And it's so awesome to see those that do come through. That make it, that catch that heart, that catch that passion. That like, yes, we have a real Christian here now. Excited about Jesus. But I see so many others. That do not make it. I see so many others that I only have so much capacity. Some of our leaders here only have, we have only so much time and so many people that we can spend time with. But there's so many others that are losing their way because there's not someone to walk a road with them. There's not a father there. There's not a mother there. There's not someone that can take them by the hand and lead them. So I'm trusting that through this series you're going to catch something of this heart. This is what I do. I walk a road with someone. Who's that someone? Are you walking a road with someone? Are you walking a road with a young believer? Are you walking a road with someone beyond yourself? Sometimes we walk a road with ourselves. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I just want to cope. Eh? Life's busy. I just want to make it here. Are you, are you walking a road with someone? Are you walking a road with someone? So this is the first thing. The heart needs to turn. The heart of the father's heart. Our hearts need to turn to the young believer. And so you and I need to stop believing the lies as well. Saying, I can't do this. I have nothing to give. I've got nothing to share. Hey, if they are one week in Jesus, you've got something to say. You've got so much to give. This is what you were made for, the word of God within you to bring you to fruition, to become fruitful and to multiply. That's God's heart for every believer. Let's say it, every believer. Let's say this is for me. I'm called to become fruitful and multiply. Amen. You see, the amazing thing is that when you begin to grow others, you grow more than ever before. You will grow. You will grow. You will grow. So I've been, asking, I've, I've been feeling God ask me this question. I want to ask you this question. Because it's unfair if I sit with this question on my own. 
I want to ask you this question, because I feel, I feel God's asking me this question. Who's going to father my children? Who's going to look after my little ones? Who's going to do it? I was Saturday night when I felt, last night, Friday night, I felt God speaking this to me. I was just weeping before God, just, just feeling, just experiencing his pain of there's no one or there's only a few that will walk a road with the little ones, the young ones, the new ones. Some of us here have been Christians for 20 years, 30 years. How's your fruit? Are you bearing fruit? Are you walking a road with someone? Are you, are, you, are you investing in others? Are you duplicating yourself? Are you multiplying yourself? Because that's God's heart for you. He wants you to. He wants you to. He's calling you into that. But I believe the heart of the Father is, who's going to look after my little ones if you don't do it? And it's so easy to say, hey, there's a lot of bunch of other people going to do it. And then no one does it. So God wants us to, to get this heart. The heart that looks after the, starting with the young ones. Secondly, then with one another. To walk a road with one another that no one walks alone. So that's the first one. A heart turned to the children. Secondly, a desire to see our children go beyond ourselves. It says there, the spirit of Elijah, or Elijah will come. And he will cause the hearts of the fathers to turn to the sons of children and children to the fathers. So there's a spirit, the Holy Spirit, that's going to work in our hearts. And I'm releasing this in Jesus' name, that the seed would drop in our hearts to germinate. I want to be a dad, spiritually speaking. I want to look after young ones. But it says the spirit, for me, the spirit of Elijah is represented in this thing. Elijah transferred his mantle to Elisha. Remember the story? Elijah was taken up with chariot of fire. And then Elisha caught the mantle. But before Elijah was sent up, Elisha had the audacity to say, I want double your anointing. The audacity. And yet somehow when Elijah was taken up, Elisha received twice that dad had. Elijah. So Elijah did something right. The spirit of Elijah created an environment where there was this confidence. This confidence. I want to go beyond dad. I want to go beyond my leaders. I want to go beyond the other guys. Because that's just the environment that's created. So a, a real father is a father that rejoices when their sons or their daughters go beyond themselves. Our ceiling there, their floor. That's what God wants. But that's the heart God wants to, 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 to have in us. For me and Sonica, to think multi-generational for us, just on a natural level, is that one day my son must go beyond me. And my grandson, granddaughter, they must go even further. Would that be possible? I believe that's the heart of the Father. Generational thinking. I'm not just thinking about me and myself here and now. I'm thinking long term. I'm thinking generational. So we want a, we, a desire to see our children go beyond ourselves. And for that, we need to say to uh, the people around us, especially the young ones, I believe in you. I believe in you. I remember even as a, as a student, a, a youth pastor, high school youth pastor, um, I spent so much time with these young guys. 
And I had like a handful of specific guys that were walking a road where they were. I, and they were, you know, other people I think, yeah, they're a bunch of so-and-sos, but I saw potential. I saw great things in them. I saw incredible things within them. I communicated to them. I believe in you guys. I believe in you. You can do this. So, so awesome now at the conference, Convergence Conference at Rotanga Junction. And the first night, one of my youth boys from 15 years ago, who's no longer a boy, who's a man with his third child on the way, It was so amazing to see him go to the front, take the microphone, and bring a powerful word to the conference. And I was like, ooh, I'm resonating. I feel my same spirit, the same spirit, that same passion, that same fire that I had 15 years ago. It's still burning in this man. That's so awesome eh? for us as parents to see your son doing something, your child doing something. You're thinking, ooh, I see myself. Not always good, but I'm seeing myself. I'm seeing myself. But the reward when, when they achieve, when they do something, when they overcome, when they go, when they. It's the heart of, of the Father. The heart of the Father. We, we need a desire to see our children go beyond ourselves. But the Apostle Paul said in the one scripture, when he said, you've, you, you've got not, You don't have many fathers. Then he says, But imitate me. So the third point I want to share is show the way. Let them imitate you. Let them imitate. Show the way. How can we father in a good way if we're not showing the way? So it's so exciting now for our son who's now seven years old. He's seeing every morning, he's seeing Sonica and me spending time with Jesus. He knows where to find us. Every morning we're spending time with Jesus. And now so awesome now, yesterday morning he's sat next to Sonic, and he had his Bible open. He's reading. And he's like, are you seeing, Dad? I am. And I am proud of you. Because they will do what they see. If, if we are prayerless, our followers will be prayerless. Our sons, our daughters will be prayerless. If we get into the Word and love the Word, our followers will as well. So I sp- spoke to a guy recently, which I led to the Lord coming from a really bad past. And, and I was saying, okay, now you need to read your Bible. I'm spending one-on-one time with him now. Come on, you need to read your Bible. Um, take my book, work through it. And then he says, man, I just can't do this Bible thing. And I says, why? Because now my dad was a lay preacher. And he's still a lay preacher. He read his Bible every day. He would make notes in his Bible. Preach at everybody, preach at church. Preach everywhere. But he was continuously unfaithful to my mother and he was a hypocrite. So, I have to now explain to him, okay, now that Christianity is not the same as what we're talking about. <laughs> this is different. I promise you, this is different. Because we bear fruit, we bear good fruit, we do what we say, we do what we preach. And the same for every one of us. We need to live it. So my question to you, are you showing the way? Because you can. You have the word of God in your heart. If you're a believer here this morning, you have the word of God in your heart. It's part of your DNA to become mature, to bear fruit, to multiply.
Amen. Then the fourth one, a heart-to-heart connection. This has been this is relevant for any, any relationship. But we need to win the hearts of our children and also spiritual, spiritually as well. There's a scripture, Ephesians 6 verse 4, that says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Fathers, I, I, this is for, for leadership as well. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. What would provoke? You know, not being present. Too many rules. Harsh, demanding, and as I said, hypocrisy. That ugh, freaks people out. We need a heart-to-heart connection. If you want to take someone next level in their walk with God, there needs to be a heart-to-heart connection. So beautiful for me, just in Southernwood, being very involved in Southernwood over the last year and spending time with guys, you know. And then these moments where one of these guys would just send me a message, say, love you, you know, thank you. I've never trusted any leader like I trust you. Just spending time, just being there, just investing and investing and investing until they trust the white-skinned man. Because <laughs> this is sometimes an obstacle. Sometimes I just want to paint myself black. Woo! Yes! Come on! Let's do it! <laughs> chocolate, eh? We must get some chocolate, Slim. Yes! Chocolate, we can eat it. (laughs) Point being, you can only lead someone as far as they trust you. They can only, you can only lead someone as far as they can trust you. And for Sonic and me, we said, if we just have our, in a physical sense, just our son's heart, we're going to be okay. We're going to make it. We're going to be able to guide him through whatever. So I want to encourage you, when it comes to mentoring, when it comes to walking a road with someone, win their heart. And there's some, I think I put it on the slide, four or five ways that you can do. Just put it on the next slide, I think. Yeah, spend time. Listen. Listen to their hearts. Listen to where they're at. Be there for them. Believe in them. Respect them. You know, respect value for who they are in Christ. Pray for them. That's the heart of a dad. That's the heart of a dad. A heart-to-heart connection. And then the last one, ending off with this. The good shepherd. John 10, 11 to 13. Jesus saying, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he is not the shepherd. One who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he's a hireling and does not care about the sheep. So this is Jesus speaking and he's he's sharing about the good shepherd. He's saying, guys, I am the good shepherd. There are a lot of hirelings There are a lot of instructors. There are a lot of people who do not have a a, a real heart for others, who do not truly care, who do not truly love. But I am the good shepherd, and I'm going to lay down my life. I'm going to show you the way. You see, when it comes to to, uh, walking a road with people, 
And I'm sure for those who have been in church for any number of years, sometimes it's tough. Sometimes you encounter people that helps you grow in patience. Sometimes you meet people that, that you need a lot of extra grace to really love them and help them and guide them. Sometimes life happens and we get busy and we just want to walk away. We want to run away sometimes. Sometimes it's not easy. Jesus didn't say it's going to be easy. He didn't say, hey, give your life to me and everything's going to be wonderful. No, he didn't. He said it's going to be tough. But think about this for a moment. Jesus didn't walk away. He walked to the cross. When it got tough, when he had persecution, when everybody was coming against him, where there were a lot of people that were not very loving and kind towards him, what did Jesus do? He didn't walk away. He walked to the cross. That is the heart of the shepherd. The cross is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep on going because there's so many people that depend on me going. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get up. I'm not going to sit in the corner and feel sorry for myself because there's so many other people whose lives depend upon me staying on track. And I'm talking about you as well. There are so many people whose lives are, are hanging in the balance because of where you are at spiritually. In your workplace, your neighbors, your family, your spouse, your children. So many people depending upon you. I believe we live in an era where our comfort is our highest priority. And it causes us to walk away. It causes us to give up, say, too much time. Church takes too much time. Cheers. Jesus said, come, pick up your cross and follow. Jesus didn't walk away. He walked to the cross. So what are you going to do? What am I going to do? Where are you going to walk? What are you going to do? Are you going to be a father? Or are you going to be a hireling? Are you going to be a, a father that keeps on, keeps on being there? You know, Sonic, I often joke about this, you know, but my mom can never be sick. Because dad's there, he needs help. <laughs> and the kids. But a mom can never, a mom can't just break down and be, because they are kids whose lives are at stake. It's true. Their emotional well-being. So where are you at? Do you have the heart of the Father? Do you have the heart of the Good Shepherd? Do you have this heart that says, man, that's a sacrifice. Heck, this is painful. But I have the heart of the shepherd. You know, and the shepherd is not supposed to be the pastor. The shepherd is supposed to be all of us. Every one of us. In our small groups, looking after one another. In our mentoring groups. Mentoring groups that we started to like, walk a road with people on, on an individual level. Who are you walking a road with? Who are you walking a road with? Where do you start? Well, you can start by praying, saying, God, I want to walk a road with someone. I want to be fruitful. I want to multiply. I want to impart the heart of the Father into others. Lord, give me your heart. 
And give me the grace, the capacity in the challenges of life to not walk away, to not sit in a corner, but to get up and say, no, come on, stop the complaining. Let's make this work. Amen. Jesus didn't walk away. He walked to the cross and he's calling every one of us to do the same. If you want to be a mature believer, if you want to truly grow, if you want to truly be fulfilled in your walk with God, Come on, let's create a, a, a culture in this church where we multiply the Father's heart revealed to those around us. You know, I'm speaking to some people in church that had twins. <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> Parenting is tough. And so like, you know, those who've been going through it over the last year or two, it's really, really tough. There's sacrifices to be made. But what other option do you have? Leave the babies on the street? No. So we won't sleep, but we will sacrifice, and we don't ever get out anymore. Some of the parents in the house, I haven't been out like in five years. And if you want to follow Jesus, then sometimes you also have to Make those sacrifices that I can't do the things that I normally do because I have put my hand to the plow. I've said yes to the kingdom of God and there are sacrifices to be made. Amen. Sacrifice. That, that is what God is calling us. That is the only environment where multiplication will truly happen. A people who have the heart of the Father whose hearts have turned to the children and who are willing to make the necessary sacrifices so that the heart of the Father can be imparted to the children. And we will see multiplication. I'm preaching myself happy. Hallelujah. So I'm trusting that something's going to stir in your heart where you want to move beyond coming to church Churchianity only. To that place where you say, man, I'm called to more than this. Everybody's not called to preach here, but everybody can walk a road with someone. Let's say it, I can do this. <laughs> so your homework is to pray, is to go and ask the Lord, God, who's, who's on your heart? Who can I walk a road with? And Lord, Help me to become fruitful, to become the man or the woman that you've called me to be. Because I'm not walking away. I'm walking through the cross. I'm going to sacrifice for the sake of others. Amen. So if you want to grow, if you want to move forward, one of the ways is we're doing this encounter for this week. Sometimes we need to deal with our stuff so we can come to a place of freedom. And so we're going to be speaking about the spirit war. On Monday night, this past Wednesday night, we had a it's, been a, it's been a really tough few months, the last two months or so. A lot of pressure, a lot of, lot of pressure, spiritual pressure. And on Wednesday night, I was like, I'm over this. So we were in Southernwood, small group, and I was telling the guys, it was a good old-fashioned spiritual warfare, shouting at the top of your lungs. 
Devil, out of my way in Jesus' name. So we were shouting, we were clapping hands, we were worshiping Jesus, we were having an incredible time. But it was something on the inside of me, it's like, no more. Stop this. Whatever, whatever is coming against us right now, in the name of Jesus, get out. And something shifted. I feel like a different person over the last three, four days. So now I'm asking myself, how many of you guys feel like I felt, but you haven't taken authority? You haven't stepped up. You haven't gotten angry enough and realized this is the enemy. This isn't me. And you said, out of my life right now. In Jesus' name. So I really feel God is calling us to a season of prayer, intensive prayer, getting up. And if you haven't shouted lately, I want to encourage you to shout. So you say, oh, don't shout. Well, if the devil is right there, you shout. <laughs> Come on. Let's, let's, let's up the level. Let's up the standard. Let's pursue multiplication and see God's kingdom come. Amen.